0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery holding up? Mine's been draining lately, consumed by the darkness of true crime tales. But amidst the shadows, it's crucial to remember to prioritize our mental well-being. Just like unraveling a twisted plot, therapy helps me untangle the knots in my mind. It's about gaining clarity, finding strength, and reclaiming control over your life. Considering therapy, BetterHelp offers a lifeline in the darkness. It's completely online, giving you the freedom to seek help in your own terms. And with a simple questionnaire, you can be matched with a licensed therapist who understands your unique struggles. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fowl today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash foul f-o-u-l looking for a new way to unwind after a long day say hello to recess mood a healthier alternative that keeps your evening's light and your spirit high with recess mood you get the pleasure without the guilt made with real fruit and infused with mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens recess mood lets you relax without alcohol or hangovers It's just 20 calories per can, has no added sugar, and comes in four delightful flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. I've tried these myself, and whether I'm chilling at home or need a moment during downtime chaos, recess mood is my go-to refreshment. It's truly a guilt-free way to unwind. And now there's something special for all our listeners. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com Shane and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Today's story is one of lust, despair, illusions, and unbridled affinity for putting up deceptive fronts. Today we talk about Christy Evans. Our story begins sometime around 1974 in Roland, Oklahoma, when Christy Donnell Evans was born. Born and bred in Roland, Christy didn't know of any other world, and as a town of only a few thousand in Arkansas, Christy grew up as a small-town girl. In high school, she met David Evans, a senior three years older than her. David had a flair about him. Call it relaxed or nonchalance. It wasn't exactly love at first sight. Naturally, they both were in different headspaces, given their age difference. But it was clear that they were interested in each other, because by 1991, when Christy was only 17 years old— she began dating David Evans.
1: David may not have been popular, but he was certainly known to be funny and heartwarming. Everyone who knew him loved him, and Kirsty couldn't help but be among the crowd of his fans. When they began to date, they hit it off immediately. Just four months into their relationship, they were married. David was a pastor of the Harmony Free Will Baptist Church in Ada, Oklahoma. Free will Baptists are not the same as regular Baptists. While regular Baptists believe in eternal salvation, free will Baptists believe in conditional salvation. You have free will to live your life as you wish, in the way you wish, but you are not guaranteed eternal salvation. But David wasn't always religious. In fact, he He didn't grow up in a religious household and considered himself an atheist for the longest time. But over time, things began to change.
0: When he married Christy, he began to work at a Bible bookstore. When they started having kids, two boys and a girl, he developed an affinity for religion, specifically the Christian faith. So they set out to set camp as a family somewhere southwest of their native Roland. Popularity was second nature for David. For him, charm and charisma practically oozed out of him. Everyone and their mother were enamored with David. There was an innocence to him that was simply undeniable. His sweetness, his personality, his jokes, and now the fact that he was a devotee, it all worked for him perfectly. By that point, his interest and in faith had cemented some roots in his heart and he became a devoted person to the faith. Naturally, developing care and love for charity and community was never seen as problematic. It came as no surprise and no issue when David proclaimed himself to be a pastor of Ada's Free Will Baptist Church. It just seemed like the right choice.
1: How could a stand-up guy like that even be in the wrong? Well, it turns out the man had two faces— One that he showed to everybody in the community, and one that his family had to endure. 28-year-old Brittany Long, daughter of David and Christy, claimed that he was violently aggressive to everyone in the house. According to Brittany, she couldn't recall a time when her father was actually not abusive to them. The abuse was simply the norm. He would pull them from their hair and bang their heads. It also wasn't uncommon for him to make his children clean all through the night, every little crevice, every little corner, only to spill everything and make them clean it up all over again. On top of it all, he would spew insults and hatred at them while they worked. Here you have this pastor who seeks to ignite love, passion and hope to everyone around him, and the minute he walks into his home, he is the complete opposite. He's violent, he's aggressive, he's abusive.
0: Surely anyone would want out of this house. With everything the family had endured this far, they would do anything to get rid of him. And murder wasn't off the table. Money, perhaps, was one of David's biggest obsessions. It could never touch his kids' hands. And if they needed any, it was under his jurisdiction. When they would argue... David would hold a pillow over Christie's face while she was yelling, and he would pin down her arms. There were several instances where things got so heated that authorities came. On April 4, 2010, Easter Sunday, an 18-year-old Brittany and her two younger brothers were sent to live with her maternal grandparents after they reported an incident to the authorities that their father had physically abused them. But this was back in 2010. Our story begins in 2021. The online space is rarely a reliable source of information. On Facebook, it looked like Christy and David were picture perfect, always loving and obsessed with each other. Their online profiles had only glorious things to say about each other, which now we can assume had something to do with David controlling the online narrative.
1: The posts would often boast sweet and tender messages. David would write, quote, My wife is the most beautiful, amazing person ever. Christy would reply with a similar sentiment quote, How on earth did I ever get so lucky with a man like you? I love you with all my heart. End quote. But despite all the love and affection publicized on social media, David was still unsatisfied. Apparently, their sex life needed some attention as well. By December of 2017, David asked Christie how she felt about a threesome. He mentioned he wanted him and another man to repeatedly call her, quote, bitch, slut, and whore. Christie didn't seem to mind. She didn't really care for the sex indulgences but only wished that the insults didn't veer off into something more dangerous. She wanted neither her personal life nor her children attacked. So soon the sexcapades began. Even though she had agreed, Christie never really appreciated the sexcapades. Davis started taking her to clothing optional parks, then sex clubs, then he posted advertisements on the notorious Craigslist page.
0: In their messages, David was dominant and authoritative. After they had spoken about doing a threesome, David begged for his wife to introduce men into their bedroom. She objected to soliciting sex in those ways. But David, ever the master manipulator and deceiver, threatened to take his own life. She became submissive, quiet, indifferent. So he was demanding, quote, "'Give me something sexual,' Something now that you provide, not that I make happen or beg or force. You give something. End quote. And so by this point, both Christy and David had engaged in threesomes and had broadened their sexual activities. In their sexcapades, they found a partner that they wanted to stick with for the long term, a 26-year-old man named Khalil Demi Square. They were together for about a couple of months until David's death.
1: It was at their local Super 8 motel that Christy and David met Khalil. After a night of fun as they were leaving, Christy dropped a piece of paper on the floor. Not subtle, but subtle enough for David to not take notice. Inside the note was Christy's phone number. Until that point, all of the communication was through Facebook or personal ads. But this step forward by Christy meant only one thing. She wanted to discuss something outside of the threesome group. Khalil did not hesitate to take the piece of paper and follow up with Christy. Christy and Carlyle soon struck up a strong friendship. They would meet and see each other outside of their traditional threesome hours, and Christy didn't hold back. It was with Khalil that she could emotionally spill everything. There was something meaningful that Khalil represented... For Christy, he meant hope. Hope for an escape from the abusive, restrictive, sometimes dangerous marriage.
0: In the middle of March 2021, David would be out of town. He would be going to Mexico as a pastor for Mexicans seeking immigration status and would be gone for weeks on end. So, Christy had Khalil stay at her house, and all seemed right in the world. It was a break for her, but for her neighbors, it was suspicious. Who was this random, strange man in Christie's house? Where was David? The good man, the pastor, the loving husband? Gone while his wife cheats on him? During this time, Christy confessed how she felt about David. Near tears, begging Khalil to kill David for her. Khalil had become a savior of sorts, her knight in shining armor, Who would rescue her from a terrible marriage and so they hatched a plan together
1: the romance between the couple was alive on facebook and days before david's return to america it seemed that love had grown stronger all a show all a farce the murder would occur on the night of march the 22nd 2021 the very first night david was back in town she supplied Khalil with a gun, the bullets and the proper timing. She knew David's schedule well. She knew he would have his dinner, when he would finish his dinner, when he would relax and when he would be sound asleep to the point that he didn't hear a thing. Fast forward to March the 21st, 2021. David was back home and Christy was back to reality. This would be the night. That night, she and David went to bed. She left the door unlocked. Khalil would be walking in at any minute. At around midnight, she heard Khalil arrive. She ran downstairs to meet him and reassure him that David was, in fact, sound asleep.
0: Slowly and quietly, Khalil climbed up the stairs. He entered the master bedroom and quickly spotted David sound asleep. Without hesitation... He shot David and immediately headed for the back door, sprinting so no one could see him. A few moments later, Christy walked in and saw the body. She sat on the bed and dialed 911.
1: 911 operator, what's your emergency?
0: On the call, Christy wailed about her husband. Who could kill him? He was such a nice man, well-respected in the community, and no one had a bad word for him. When the police came in, Christy played her role as the grieving wife. She couldn't imagine anyone holding grudges against David or wanting to kill him. Who could possibly want to hurt him? According to her, she woke up in the middle of the night and found him like that, in a pool of his own blood.
1: The police began to screen all the neighbours, asking if they had seen or heard of any suspicious behaviour from an intruder. They all said no. They questioned if they had noticed if something was off between Christy and David. And they said no. They couldn't tell. But a couple of neighbours did admit feeling weird about the mysterious white Mustang that was always in front of their house. According to the neighbours, the Mustang had been there for a while, and it was there that night too. As if that wasn't suspicious enough, the white car had left by the time the police arrived. Luckily, a neighbour had security cameras on their property. Maybe it would have picked something up. Naturally, the police focused solely on the mysterious white Mustang. As they reviewed the footage, they found that the Mustang was a regular. It was there the whole time David was gone. And it was there that fateful night.
0: On Thursday, March 25th, Brittany Long called the station, saying that Christy would be coming in to give her confession. But why? The police already suspected her and her love, but they didn't imagine it would come so easy. Sure enough, when Christy walked in, she confessed everything. As far back as their young days, his abuse, her weak mental state, the sexcapades, the threesomes, the personal ads, Everything. All of this was incredibly shocking to the community. David was a preacher who spoke with passion about love, peace, and hope. Could this be the same man who abused his wife and children?
1: Now, Christie's confessions have yet to be verified as evidence. But coming from a wife and partner of 30 years, they do hold some weight, and also tells a lot about the kind of man David Evans was. Khalil pleaded guilty, as did Christie, and both were charged with first degree murder. Christie is currently being held at the Pontotoc County Jail and Square, and Khalil is being held at Cleveland County Jail. The question is did David deserve it given the treatment of his wife? Is Christie right? Or should Christie have found a way to leave without causing chaos in the quiet neighbourhood? We leave it up to you.